2: Welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your Hornets podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you with us here once again on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Draft week is now officially in the books. We have moved on. We're headed towards Summer League, and this week, we're going to let you hear from, introduce you to, if you will, to some of the... Recent draft selections of the Charlotte Hornets beginning today with Brandon Miller, pick number 2 overall. We're going to let you hear from him, get to know him a little bit as he prepares for his rookie season here with the Charlotte Hornets. Also, the Summer League schedule has come out. It's become official. So we've got a lot to dissect with that. Rob Longo, my producer of course from the Hornets Radio Network, as well as the producer from this fine podcast will join me later on in the show. We'll talk about the entirety of the Summer League schedule, but right now, we don't want to waste any more time. Let's get right to him, the man himself, number two overall selection out of the University of Alabama, Brandon Miller, our guest today here on the Hornets Hivecast. Brandon, welcome to Charlotte.
3: Thank you. Well, thank you. It's just a blessing, you know, being here, hearing my name called second. It's just all exciting moments rushing down my body.
2: Let's go through draft night because Mitch Kupchak, the general manager for the Hornets, he is famous for not tipping his hand early. He wants to get all the information that he can and make sure he's covered all of his bases. Tell me, when did you hear that you were going to be the pick for Charlotte and describe the emotions at discovering that?
3: Well, the the first time I heard, I was still on the phone. Uh, So once my name got called, that's when I actually put down the phone and stood up and hugged everybody and gave everybody handshakes. But as far as emotions, I kind of... Held those in. I let my um, parents do all the the crying and boo hoo, and then I just do all the the handshakes and smile and just have you know a a, a good moment and just always stand positive you know different players react differently to being drafted and I, and I for
2: one i don't think there's a wrong way to react <laughs> to being drafted it's it's a personal moment you should celebrate in your own way as you mentioned even though you seem very very happy and excited you're very calm as well where does that calmness come from both in that kind of moment there your life changing finding out where your career is going to start and on the court as well in big moments well,
3: it's always been my dream so i feel like all the work that i put in is you know going to pay off someday and i feel like it all paid off when i heard my name get called So, I mean, all I can do is just come in in Charlotte and work as hard as I can just to, you know, go out there on the court and get as many wins as I can.
2: You got not just the call, but you got calls from (laughs) Michael Jordan. You got calls from LaMelo Ball. Feel free to keep those conversations private if you like. Some of it's already out on social (laughs) media, but what can you tell us about those conversations?
3: Man, you know, I kind of look at LaMelo Ball as a big brother away from home. He kind of welcomed me my first workout here, which is, you know, very... Uh, very important in you know the the basketball journey that I've taken is the reason why I chose Alabama through the fact you know O's came up upon me early my freshman year high school so and then our bond just kind of got stronger stronger every day and I feel like that's what Mellon Miller Miller's bond is getting is doing right now it's just getting stronger by the day.
2: Brandon Miller our guest today here on the Hornets Hivecast let's talk about what you bring to Charlotte you were an elite shooter in college overall score outstanding Top notch rebounder at Alabama. You, you basically turned a football school into a basketball power in one season. They had won regular season and tournament titles before, but it's rare to win them both in the same year. And along the way, an All American, all doing it at six foot nine. There's a lot that you bring that we're all excited about, but in your mind, what do you bring
3: to the table? Well, like you said, I, I feel like I can bring, you know, in the, the stretch, just the wing, uh, to just knock down shots, but not just knocking down shots. I feel like I can. Locking on the defensive side and just get the stops that me and my teammates need. So I'm really just a winner, not a selfish player. I'm willing to make all the winning plays as far as diving on the floor, getting all the rebounds, just stopping other teams' best players as far as that. So just a winner. When you pick number 2 overall
2: as an organization, you're not thinking short-term, you're thinking long-term. But there is a a short-term impact that you have the potential to have. This is a team that wasn't picking top five necessarily because the roster was not expected to do well. There was just a really difficult run of injuries that kind of put the team in a tough spot. So as you look at the roster, players under team control, how do you think you can have an immediate impact on winning here in the Queen City?
3: Like I've said, I think Charlotte's is getting a winner on and off the court. Um, I'm always, you know, here encouraging my teammates, trying to make them better every day. So I think that's one of the things I have on my belt is just willing to come in and work every day and make everybody better.
2: Long term, over the course of your entire career, I know it's just started. So maybe you haven't thought completely all the way through it just yet. But what are some of your goals?
3: Like I've said, I'm a winner. I, I want to win that the, the big trophy at the end. Definitely an NBA Finals championship. Uh, that would be great.
2: Brandon Miller our guest here today on the Hornets Hivecast Brandon let's get to know you a little better
3: first off i'm told this is the first time you've ever been on a podcast interview i'm honored yeah this this is my first time I've ever been on a podcast i feel like my answers is not long enough so i think i need to make them longer <laughs> i we will not dissuade you from doing that but i think you've been spot on so
2: far you've said a couple of times and i think your father has volunteered as well that you're a very approachable person tell me where can people most likely find you what do you like to do when you're not on the court
3: if i'm not on the court um i'm either in my car driving uh, i love cars i have a big car fetish I'm, I'm always showing up to like you know different athletic events and you know bryce young is with carolina you know that's my guy so i'll probably be at, you know a lot of panthers games this year i'm just supporting my guy so you know you can find me everywhere
2: what are some personal favorites of yours in terms of food music anything like that
3: favorites definitely a steak dinner <laughs> so if any would love to take me out on a steak dinner i'm you know i'm with it i'm all for it <laughs> in terms of your personality in the locker room are you the class clown are you the serious type i think i have all the um, personalities. I could be the class clown, but I know when I lock in and, you know, focus. But, you know, you're also going to have those moments where you're where you joking all the time. So I'm just all kinds of personalities with me.
2: Going back to basketball now, what is it going to feel like, those upcoming firsts that are going to be in your career? Soon enough, you'll be wearing a summer league uniform for the first time. You'll be in your first training camp. You'll have your first NBA game, your first points. Tell me what you envision for that.
3: It's definitely new in this league. We're fresh, so it's going to be a lot of learning experiences. But first points in the league is probably going to be off a nice corner three from the middle ball. So, I mean, I I can see that that one uh, happening. We will cut that and record it and make sure that you uh,
2: either fulfill it or remind you of it when it ends up being like a dunk over someone or something (laughs) else. That would be nice too. In terms of this experience, you get to do it with someone you played with Coming up, Nick Smith Jr. was one of your teammates in the AAU levels, and then Amari Bailey as well. All three of you were top ten recruits, so I'm sure you've crossed paths a number of times. What's it like to go through this with this group of guys?
3: Man, Nick, that's my guy, man. That's my day one. Our bond is crazy. It's just it started since we was younger, you know, just playing with Brad Bill. I think Brad and you know the whole organization kind of pulled us together, and now we've just been close ever since then. And now just to see him. Chasing his dreams and his dreams coming true is kind of an exciting moment for me, too. Um, you know, just kind of growing up with him and just seeing him achieving his goals and, and dreams.
2: You mentioned Paul George a number of times in the interviews leading up, the, the guy that you kind of emulated your game after growing up. You played under Brad Beal as well as an AAU player. Any thoughts on getting to share a floor with those guys in the not-too-distant future?
3: It's weird because I kind of compare Nick Smith to Brad, so it, it's and, and Nick compares me to Paul, so it, it's... It's all, it goes both ways, but you know, sharing the court with them it'll be you know an exciting moment. You know, Brad is the old the big bro of you know the organization, and Paul. I would just love to meet him in person. Recently, just followed me back on Instagram, by the way, so I feel honored with that one. And of course, you get to play for. In many people's,
2: most people's estimations, the greatest of all time, Michael Jordan with a young superstar in LaMelo Ball and you the, the latest and hopefully one day the greatest piece here to this Hornets puzzle. We're excited to have you again, honored to be your first podcast interviewer. Welcome to Charlotte. Thanks so much for joining us here today on the Hornets Hivecast. Thank you. Thanks again to Brandon Miller for joining us here today on the HHC. And once again, a warm welcome here to the Queen City, his new home, and hopefully lots of success in his and the squad's near and long-term future. Coming up next, we're going to welcome Rob Longo into this episode of the HHC. We're going to talk Summer League schedule. It's out. It's official. What are we looking forward to? That's next here on the Hornets Hivecast. Welcome back to the Hornets Hivecast. Sam Farber here now joined by my producer on the Hornets Radio Network as well as the producer of this fine podcast, Rob Longo. And, Rob, we got a chance to hear from Brandon Miller before we talk. Summer League schedule your first thoughts after having your first person-to-person, in-person interaction with Brandon Miller.
6: Yeah, really excited to have Brandon here in the Queen City, obviously, not just as a talent and as a player, but as a person as well. When he walked into the studio and he introduced himself, he goes, "Okay, where's the hot seat? So he was all excited and ready to go crazy. That was his first podcast interview. I think he knocked it out of the park, but super excited. You've seen the behind the scenes on Hornet social media as well about the kind of kid that Brandon is and the personality that he has and what he'll bring to this roster as well. So a lot of young, vibrant stars in the making here in Charlotte between a guy like Brandon Miller and LaMelo Ball as well.
2: His first take of NBA action of any kind is going to be Summer League, and that's going to tip off here in just a matter of days. We knew already that the Hornets were going to be involved in the Las Vegas Summer League. That's a thing for every team in the NBA. We also had a heads up that they were going to participate in the California Classic, which starts, believe it or not, on Monday. The Hornets will take on the San Antonio Spurs, and then they'll also take on the Golden State Warriors two games in a matter of three days directly before Summer League. But now we've got the entire schedule out as well. Everything's available for you at Hornets.com. Another head-to-head matchup with the Spurs to tip off the Las Vegas Summer League on the 7th. Then a head-to-head matchup with the Los Angeles Lakers on the 9th. Number 2 pick versus number 3 pick, Brandon Miller versus Scoot Henderson when the Hornets take on the Portland Trailblazers. That one will be on the 11th. That's on Tuesday. And then they'll wrap things up with the schedule, at least the one that we know of for now, against the New Orleans Pelicans. That's on Thursday, the 13th. There is the possibility for additional possible games, one or two, depending on how the Hornets fare. But just seeing the schedule now, it's all laid out. Rob Longo, your overarching thoughts.
6: Really excited. We kind of had an inkling that the Hornets are probably going to play San Antonio and Portland in Summer League. That's just the way that the league kind of operates when they make the Summer League schedule, just because they want to see the number one, number two, number three prospects play against each other. It's great exposure for the league. It's a great idea to kind of get these young rising stars some some more national exposure as well. So we kind of had an idea that this was going to happen. And it seems like over the last couple of seasons that the Hornets have always played the Lakers out in Las Vegas in Summer League, or at least they did last season as well and the pelicans matchup is a little bit intriguing also so i think the most important thing is the fact that the hornets are going to have an extra two games kind of up on a majority of other teams going to summer league because they're playing in that california classic now of course they will be playing san antonio so the spurs will have a couple of extra games as well and there's always those games out in salt lake city also to think about but for the majority i think that Summer League, a lot of it has to do with chemistry because these guys don't have a lot of practice time together with one another, and just having those extra two games out in Sacramento will really help here, I think, with the Hornets moving forward in Summer League with these four games as well, but really excited to see everybody in action. There's going to be a lot of great matchups, and the Hornets are in prime time a lot of these. There are a lot of those later games. Everybody wants to see the number two overall pick and Brandon Miller go up against guys like Scoot Henderson and Victor Wembenyama, so I'm really excited.
2: I am as well. My overarching thought on this, I agree with you. I think there's a lot. We kind of had an inkling of going in. We figured that there would be a Hornets versus Blazers matchup, two versus three. We assumed there would be a Hornets versus Spurs matchup, one versus two. That's talking about the Las Vegas portion. We've obviously known the Sacramento, the California Classic portion of it for quite some time. The biggest thing for me, I really like the way that this schedule is laid out. Sometimes in Summer League, if you've been there, there's a a hurry up and wait kind of mentality like you're hurrying up to play back-to-back games. There's not a lot of practice time as you mentioned leading up to Summer League, so it can be very difficult when the schedule has peaks and valleys and you're playing, say, two games in back-to-back days, then you have two or three days off. Here, from the start to finish, Sacramento all the way through what is scheduled currently for Las Vegas, it's a really consistent rhythm. Game day, off day, slash practice day. Game day, practice. Game day, practice. So you're going to have a chance to really build a rhythm out there and have nothing too out of the ordinary hit these guys once they hit the road for Sacramento. So that's the biggest thing for me, and then obviously on top of that, it's the primetime premier matchups. It's Brandon Miller getting a chance to go up against the number 1 pick, Victor Wembanyama, getting a chance to go against the number 3 pick, Scoot Henderson. Those are going to be the matchups the NBA wants to pump up, and to be fair, that's the ones that we're most excited to see as well. Time for some superlatives. Rob, you know the rules well. The Rob rules are in effect for this, so you are not allowed to pick, or I am not allowed to pick, whoever you select for any of these categories. Your most anticipated game of the Las Vegas Summer League, since that's the schedule that's most recently come out.
6: Yeah, I think there's two to really keen in on, and I think there's one that's maybe a little bit more obvious than the other, but I got to take the first one right out of the gate. That's July 7th against the Spurs, 9 o'clock on a Friday night, all eyes on ESPN, Victor Wembanyama versus Brandon Miller, 1 versus 2. I think that kind of is self-explanatory, but the one thing to take it a little bit of a step further is we don't really know what Victor Wembenyama's plans are for the California Classic. I would assume that he probably would play. He talked about wanting to play in summer leagues, so we know we will at least see him on the 7th. But if we go back and we see him on the 3rd, then I want to see how the Hornets respond to playing the same team twice in the span of four days. So you kind of get a mini-series in that sense. They'll have that other game in there against Golden State as well on July 5th. But regardless, you're playing the same team in the span of four days. So I'm interested to see how the team adjusts and responds in that regard July 7th against San Antonio.
2: I like it. I think that's the obvious one, and it's uh, it, probably the correct one. It's the one most eyeballs are going to be on. It should be a great test in- and just seeing those two superstars go head to head, it's going to be a lot of fun. So I, I like the pick. I'm going to go with the second most obvious, the one that I think you're thinking of as well here. And that's head to head against the Portland Trailblazers on July 11th. That's going to be important for a number of factors. And there's a variety of reasons why I personally am excited about it. One, obviously, it's number two versus number three. It was the conversation for weeks leading up to draft night, going right up into the selection itself a lot of intrigue a lot of drama but Brandon Miller is the pick for the Charlotte Hornets Scoot Henderson falls to three and goes to the Trailblazers so that head-to-head matchup is going to be a big part of the discussion here but another thing to look at and this is part of what I'm really intrigued about is it's a head-to-head matchup for Brandon Miller specifically with Chris Murray and Murray is someone who obviously uh, his brother Keegan was an all-rookie selection with Sacramento he himself was a top five pick Chris dropped a little bit into the 20s he's picked up by Portland. Position wise, he's someone who lines up pretty well with Brandon Miller, and so it's likely those two are going to have head-to-head matchups, and when you look at the rest of the board, if you will, the rest of the games that the Hornets have on their schedule, I don't know that there is another matchup that lines up quite the same for the entirety of the schedule. Like Maybe Brandon on uh, the Warriors pick out of Santa Clara, he, he might be it. There are some other options out there, but in, in terms of most high-profile direct head-to-head position against position matchup, Chris Murray might be it. So for both Scoot Henderson and Chris Murray, I think this is the most intriguing one, even though in reality... I think it's more likely that Scoot Henderson goes up against Nick Smith Jr. or some of the other guards for the Hornets head-to-head. But regardless, I think that's the one I am most in anticipation for the head-to-head matchup with the Blazers. One more for you. What is success here in Summer League? You get to define it first.
6: Well, I jokingly said before we started the podcast that nobody gets hurt. But in all seriousness, I think that's kind of the goal is just to get everybody healthy, just see that development moving forward with some of these guys. But yeah, I mean, I don't really quantify summer league and wins and losses would it be great to win summer league sure why not i mean it'd be great to play some high pressure basketball and some high pressure situations to get ready for the season but at the end of the day you just want everybody to get those six seven games under their belts if you include the california classic as well and just gain from that experience understand the speed of the nba some of the maybe the rule changes that you're not quite used to yet going from the college game to the nba level so again it's just basically a feeling out process i feel like for these next couple of weeks just getting acquainted to the nba game the style of play and those sorts of things and we got to be honest too there might be times where we just see some downright ugly basketball because we got to keep in mind too that these guys only have a couple of weeks of practice together, and then they got to get thrown right into the fire. So there's a lot of things that could look a little bumpy or a little dicey, but at the end of the day, everybody staying healthy is basically the most successful summer league, I think, in my mind.
2: Well, I'm glad Rob Rules are in effect because that that is clear and obvious, and I, I kind of didn't want to take it. So I'm, I'm glad you you took it. Yes, health is the most important thing. want everyone to come into and out of Summer League healthy. That's first and foremost. But mine, it's actually the one that you kind of poo-pooed. I want winning this time. I think the Hornets had an, uh, an incredible draft in terms of the talent they brought in. Number 2 pick Brandon Miller leading the way. Nick Smith Jr. was very highly rated. Amari Bailey is someone I'm extremely excited about. And James Nazi, assuming he plays, he's someone that was very highly rated in particular in comparison to where he was actually selected at the top of the second round. But beyond that, this is a time now where the Hornets have drafted so young for so long that even some of the quote-unquote experienced guys on this Summer League roster, they're still on the young side and likely to play in Summer League. So I'm thinking two draft classes ago, I think there's a good chance James Booknight and Kai Jones end up on this roster whenever it's released. Those guys have been through Summer League before and I think could have a lot of success in this class with all the experience they've gained. So those would be two guys in particular I'd be excited to see. I think there's a good chance Bryce McGowan is. So those three guys right there Jones, Booknight, and McGowans playing in Summer League for their second, in one case, their third successive year, I think they're going to have a chance to really lead the way, plus the infusion of talent, plus whomever else Mitch Kupchak in the front office put on this team. So I kind of want winning right now. I, I think that this is a time where there's enough... Young talent that's been accumulated that, I'm not going to say winning Summer League is the goal, but a winning record, I think, over the course of both tournaments, I think should be something that can be expected here. So that that's what I'm looking forward to. Success right out of the gate. Set the tone for the 23-24 season.
6: I'm not going to argue it. I'm just kind of taking a low-hanging fruit in that sense. It would be great to have a winning record for summer league. Don't get me wrong, but I'm just going to dumb it down a little bit, go back to basics, and say everybody stay healthy for the sake of God, please.
2: Absolutely, Rob. I think you're right on the money right there. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of the Hornets Hivecast. Again, big thanks to Brandon Miller, the number 2 overall pick, for sitting down with us, joining us here, his first ever podcast interview on the Hornets Hivecast. Thanks as well to Rob Longo for coming in and jumping on. We got the summer league schedule. We were so excited to talk about it finally, so we shoehorned it into this episode. Coming up in our next episode, we'll let you meet the other first-round pick of the Charlotte Hornets. Nick Smith Jr. sits down with us here for his first voyage on the Hornets Hivecast. Plus, we'll sprinkle in some other news as we get it. We're in anticipation of the Hornets Summer League roster. We can talk about the draft as a whole. A lot going on. And, of course, Summer League is less than a week away at this point. We have games to preview for you starting on Monday the 3rd. So, that's going to do it. Thanks again to Rob Longo, Brandon Miller. Most of all, thanks to all of you for tuning in. I'm Sam Farber saying it's been a pleasure and a privilege having you along here on the Hornets Hivecast. Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast. Brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit Hornets.com.